Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I so appreciate you. I'm so glad to have you in my life, to have you be here with us as we celebrate you, as we thrive in all that we do in our lives and in our business. Today we want to talk about being the boss of your bottom line, about being the boss of your money, being in charge of the money that's already come in, as well as ways to be able to bring in much, much more. There are so many little things that make such huge differences when it comes to us being in control of our money versus our money being in control of us. Part of it begins with a mindset. We have to start with the mentality that the things that are happening in our financial lives are there to serve us that the things that we're going through are results of previous actions and that there is plenty of opportunity out there for us if we are willing and able to look for it. It's so interesting to me to see the uh, people who in the most impoverished of countries as well as the United States but and, you know, coming out of ghettos, coming out of uh, countries that are war-torn, coming out of places here in the United States as well as all around the world that um, economic opportunity doesn't seem to be possible. And yet, they do such incredibly amazing things that make a difference in the world, but also and maybe as, as much, if not more importantly, in their own lives, because they become the boss of their budget. They rise above their uh, money's power, and they take power over their money. They become the boss of their bottom line, rather than their bottom line bossing them around. Um, whether it be books like Profit First, um, guests like the one that I'm, the ones that I have on the show today, or many other things, there are some very little things that you can do that can make huge differences. And the number one piece of that, and the reason why I'm talking about this, um, it's covered a little bit by the interviewers, but it's the the piece that we need to start with, and that's about our mindset. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. If you think that money is the root of all evil, you know that old Bible verse, then you're going to have a hold back from, you know, a block from money flowing freely in and out of your life. You see, our lives financially, many other ways too, but financially our lives need to be giant conduits. We think of, you know that big, big, I was watching a, uh, um, one being built on a highway that they were doing a new, a new version of it. It was so cool because they brought in this enormous pipe. It must have been 50 feet, you know, in diameter at least. It was huge. And, uh, you know, of course, they brought it in in sections because you couldn't, you know, put something that large um, on the back of a truck, you know, a, you know, a big bed of a truck or anything. Um, and they put it together. And when it was all assembled, it was like, wow, that's enormous. And, and it began making me think of, and I've said it so many times about being a wide conduit, the thought of being a wide conduit. You know, because then water, traffic, air, wealth, 
opportunity, all of those things can flow through a giant pipe like that. And when things come along, leaves, debris, dirt, animals, problems, they, first of all, they don't have the capability to plug up the conduit because it's just too wide. It's so huge. It's so enormous that, you know, a giant, uh, you know, snowstorm that comes through and fills it up, if it was filled even halfway, which would be enormous. I mean, imagine we're talking like 25 feet of snow uh, plus. It may have been even bigger than 50 feet. It was, it was, it was enormous. I didn't go measure it. Um, you know, and you'd still have it with half of the room. Now, that's also a great uh, example, though, of what ends up happening to us, regardless of how wide our conduit is. We can continue growing that. But mindset-wise, we things come in, and they become blocks. And much like 25 feet of snow in a 50-foot conduit, now we're at half capacity, half capacity for things to flow through us because there's a block. And those blocks are in our spirit, sure, but they're mostly mental. We begin to buy into, you know, money's tight. Money is the root of all evil. Rich people are out to no good. All of those kind of things. Instead of buying into a abundance, a wealth mindset that says, oh no, there's plenty of money out there. I'll never forget, I was listening to a guy speak one time. And he said, do you know that there are more $100 bills than there are $1 bills? It's like a 100 to 1 ratio between $100 bills and $1 bills. He said, now, the, uh, the secret behind $100 bills is, is that very often $100 bills stay wrapped. The most that happens is, is when they are exchanged, the the wrapper they're in currently will be taken off of them so that they can go through a machine and be counted and then wrapped back up again so that you know you're talking about uh, you know stacks of money you've seen hundred dollar bills in wrappers like that and those monies like that hundred dollar bills you know they uh, you know they get passed around often in briefcases, and like you said, other than being counted, they never really are in circulation, yet there's a hundred times as many of them. And I remember this guy saying, look, here's the thing. You're chasing after a dollar when you should be chasing after a hundred dollar bill. Whatever you spend your time, effort, and energy on, that's what's gonna come into your life. And we're so focused on that next dollar rather than being focused on that next hundred dollars. We're so focused on the things that block us that we don't see how unblocked we are and we don't look at mentally ways to melt the snow, to plow the snow, to get that block out so that we can be a wide conduit. Because again, at the end, like I said, in response to money is the root of all evil, money's just money. It's an inanimate object. Our lives need to be such that giant amounts of money flows through us, meaning that we have just as much that we give out on the other end in services, in generosity, and all of those kind of things as are coming in on the front end of our conduit. It's about our mindset. You can have the little teeny tiniest pipe, or you can have a giant pipe that makes the 50-foot culvert that I saw uh, being constructed on the highway the, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it makes it look tiny, minuscule. It's all in your mind. It's all about what you think. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. But here's what I'm here to tell you today. You have everything it takes to be you, to be the best version of yourself, to make the difference that only you can make, and to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Yes, even in the times when it doesn't feel that way financially, you can be the boss of your bottom line. You can be that person who has the wide conduit and money flows through you. You can find ways to increase
increase what you're getting off of the things that you're already doing and make the difference that only you can make in this world as we all come together and live as a thriving entrepreneur. I have a really exciting thing for you. Um, I've reached out to some of my previous clients and asked them, what was your experience in working with me um, in doing your book? And they're beginning to come in in the recordings. Here's the first one of them, Valerie Fox, talking about working with me. Hi, my name is Valerie Fox. I am CEO of Butterfly Fox Productions, three-time best-selling author. Today, I'm here to tell you about my writing experience at, with the company Speed Kid Marketing. First of all, my book was published in the year 2017. My first book is Love Lives On. It's about lessons about faith, love, family, and the power of positive thinking. My second book was written in 2018, and that book was called The Unfinished Book. And my most recent book was written in 2020, and that's called Our Love Story, Our Life's Journey. My experience with kid marketing, I could sum it up in three words. It was amazing, wonderful, and phenomenal. And what was the best part about creating or publishing the book? The creative writing experience, also attending the nine-week best-selling formula class where I got an opportunity to meet other authors and share my writing journey with them. Also, um, it gave me an opportunity to share my stories with family, friends, and co-workers, and I created long-lasting friendships with the other authors as well. Well, what good things happened uh, since I wrote the book? Well, I've been inspired to write more books, so I continue to keep writing. In fact, I'm working on a, my fourth book right now. I've had an opportunity to do speaking engagements, also, my book is available in our local bookstore. I've done appearances on cable network TV, as well as creating my own blog talk show called Phenomenally Speaking. And most recently, I have created an online event webinar called Authors Spotlight Series, where I get to share information on other authors. I'd like to credit Steve Kidd with helping me to create Phenomenally Speaking, which I continue to host today. The show is about two years old. Also, would I recommend doing a book? Absolutely, I would recommend it because it gives you a chance to be creative. And if you're writing a memoir like I have written three of them, it gives me a chance to share my life story with my family and generations to come. And I'm amazed at how many other people actually enjoy the stories that I write. I am currently working on another book with my grandchildren and my great niece, and it is going to be coming out um, this spring. Definitely, I would work with Kid Marketing. My experience was very professional, and they were there to assist me in times where I had doubt. They helped me to create um, the knowledge that this book can be done, and they helped me celebrate my success and my journey along the way. If you need to reach me, you can reach me at Butterfly Fox Productions. That's B-U-T-T-E-R-F-L-Y, Butterfly Fox, F-O-X-X, Productions at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on my YouTube channel, as well as call me at 617-678-2655. Again, this is Valerie Fox, Butterfly Fox Productions. Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie. I really appreciated that. Valerie is such an amazing author and she's taken the little bit that we taught her and just ran with it and it's really fun to watch her show, her books, all of those things. She started the conversation and kept right into it um, and you, you could be next. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to get into our amazing guests here on Thriving Entrepreneur. author who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I am so excited to bring to you our guests to jump right into the concept of being the boss of your bottom line. And who better to teach us that than somebody who comes from a accounting background that now teaches people that very thing. So I hope you're ready for it. Get a pen and paper. There's some really great information coming your way. Join me in welcoming Tatiana Tour. How are you today, Tatiana? I'm doing great. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good. I bet you I butchered your last name. <laughs> it's, uh, it actually wasn't that bad. It's actually Sawyer. Sawyer. Uh, so the T is sort of silent. Okay. All right. Well, I was close. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not really. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and what you do in the world. So I'm a visionary CPA um, and I'm also an author or, or the other way around. I'm an author and a visionary CPA. And I have over 15 years of experience, you know, preparing taxes for people, helping them with bookkeeping. I kind of started out in bookkeeping more or less, um, and kind of moved up to taxes and got some education, got some experience. And now I'm at a point where I work with business owners to help them be the boss of their bottom line. Okay, so what is the difference between a visionary CPA and just, you know, any old ordinary CPA? <laughs> so, so a typical CPA, um, I guess is, you know, doing the, the work day in and day out and, you know, tax season to tax season kind of thing. Um, and also kind of works a lot, has a lot of clients, is stressed out a lot. Um, I'm kind of, I moved away from that a couple of years ago uh, when I got kind of, when I got into business coaching and I hired, um, I, I joined a program for CPAs, a coaching program for CPAs and, and kind of, started to see that it's possible to have a good living, to make a good living as an accountant and not be stressed out all the time, have more time for the family and for the kids and, um, and for everything that I wanted to do. So I started kind of, you know, went through the program and the two coaches that um, had this program helped me get a structured week helped me get more clear on what it is that I really offer. And because of that, as a result, I moved away from taking on uh, once a year type clients. So people who just need to get the work done, I no longer accept those clients because frankly, there's a disservice, there's a disconnect um, in, in what people think that they're getting and what they're really getting from a traditional um, set up, I guess, um, relationship set up. And I wanted to do something better and, and bigger. And what I started doing is I started getting trained in different things. I got trained in, um, um, uh, proactive tax reduction, tax planning, uh, in price psychology so that I can actually help clients with pricing their product or service so that people buy, um, packaging their products, um, also, in a way that provides value to their clients. Um, I also got trained in profit first methodology and kind of all these different tools that I now offer to clients as a sort of coaching. I don't like the word coaching because it's not really what I do. I do still do some of their work. I still do some bookkeeping for them. I still do the tax filings and so on. But every week with many of the clients, we talk. Uh, we meet every week. I help them kind of run through their, let's say they have an idea they want to invest in this apartment or this condo or, um, you know, to rent it out or 
whatever, or invest in a project. Um, and we just go through and kind of run the numbers and discuss whether or not it's a good idea. So this has proven to be in demand. And um, what I've realized is that when we or when traditional, a traditional accounting firm setup, and I've been like that for many years, um, with the traditional setup, you don't have that ability. You think that they're, you as a client think that you're getting tax planning, that you're getting advice, and you kind of, I don't, I don't like the word judge, but you kind of judge the accountant by the amount of refund that they're getting you, as opposed to how they're really reducing your taxes throughout the year. And the tax reduction that's legal, that's using strategies that are approved by the tax court, for example, take time and they usually happen during the year as opposed to in March when the year's over and there's nothing you can do. You can turn back time. So that's why it's kind of visionary. (laughs) I have a different vision. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your book. What's your book about? So the book is called Dream Bold, Start Smart, uh, Be Your Own Boss and Make Money Doing What You Love. And the book is basically, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how it came about, how the idea for it came about. And um, so I've gotten to a point where my service has gotten pretty expensive and I wasn't taking on people who were just starting out because frankly, they couldn't afford my fees and um, there's still a lot of work. So what I've decided to do is with my book to kind of close that gap of people who really need expertise like mine, but can't really afford it. People who are starting out in business or know that they want to be their own boss someday or now, um, it doesn't matter. And I give them a playbook, a guide, a how-to guide, how to approach everything related to money, numbers, and taxes. And so the book is basically giving you specifics. So there's no kind of um, walking around the subject. It's more like very straight to the point in plain English, what you need to do, what decisions you need to make, and then which entity you need to create and why. And, you know, you make that decision because there are, different entities, but then there's no cookie cutter solution for everyone. LLC is not right for everyone. Uh, In fact, LLC is one of the most, um, one of the worst from a tax perspective, but yet so many people have them um, that, you know, I, I knew that it was my duty to, to do something about it. So there are other things in the book that are going to help someone who wants to start a business or who just started a business or, or is early into a business and doesn't know how to navigate the numbers, money and tax aspect to give them clarity and kind of an approach to those things. Perfect. I love it. So what do you find is probably the biggest mistake that people make early on that you just are like, oh man, I wish I could have just helped you when you got started? Yeah, that's actually why the book came about because I was getting clients who were already in into business for a couple of years or a couple of decades, and um, they never got the advice and they never got the the right things set up from from the start. So it usually costs people a lot of money. So the book came as a an opportunity for me to to help people actually get started right, so that they reduce the waste of money that's generated often because of the abundance of information on the internet, and then lack of clear direction. So um, the biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes, there are quite a, quite a few mistakes, uh, but one of the biggest, I guess, fundamental mistakes that I can think of is that oftentimes the financial aspect of a business takes the back seat. And there are a couple of things that people think, you know, that I'm going to think about it later. I'm going to deal with it later. Some, somehow everybody else has it figured out. It's just going to happen on its own where they believe that um, if, I'm, if I'm not making money, then I don't need to file anything. And, and you know, a bunch of other uh, beliefs that people have. And usually many people kind of pack it, put it on a back burner because it's not their domain. 
uh, unless you're an accountant or a financial professional. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, too bad because I believe that when it comes to money numbers and taxes, you have to kind of not fake it till you make it, but face, face it instead and face it early. And the most successful business owners that I've ever worked with were the ones who actually said, listen, I hate dealing with this stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and they took it under control. They started looking, they started trying to understand, ask questions, and they finally get the importance of it and get how to approach it. And that kind of frees them to make their business, take their business to the next level, to the levels they've never imagined. That makes a lot of sense. So do you, um, do you start people off on, for example, profit first, right from the beginning, if, if you can get a hold of them early? <laughs> um, typically, I do recommend, so profit first is one of the systems, one of the tools that I use. Typically, I recommend a version of profit first. So typically, I tell people, you know what, you should definitely set up at least two accounts to start. Um, and maybe it's not conventional, maybe it's not traditional profit first approach, but um, when someone is just starting out, it's going to be overwhelming for them to get all of the five and, you know, or seven accounts. It's actually five, but then two more um, savings accounts. So it's really seven. It's going to be overwhelming. And so I just get them started on two, the profit and the tax um, typically. And I say, listen, everything, anything you do, put 15% of everything you bring in to your tax account and start with a percent or two or whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with into the profit account. And when people start a profit first, certainly it's, it makes all the difference, but it also puts them in that mindset. So they never get to that survival trap that Mike talks about in his book. I only asked because I, I interviewed Mike just a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. You know, it was a fun interview too. So um, what is, and this is such an unfair question, I acknowledge it up front, but what is the number one thing that a person listening right now today, whether they're brand new or they've had their business for years, what's the number one first thing that they could take action on right now? Um, I think the mindset is probably the most important part of this because I have clients who are far as far from accounting and numbers as they could be. I mean, I have clients who are poetry majors and, and creatives and models and, you know, all kinds of creative uh, professionals. They're far away from numbers, you know, as, as far away as they could be. And typically the difference between those who make it and those who don't is typically the mindset when it comes to, to numbers. So as I said, don't fake it till you make it, face it. So I know it's painful and everyone, even accountants hate dealing with taxes, with numbers, with money. I mean, accountants don't hate dealing with money and numbers, but we, we dislike, genuinely dislike dealing with our own taxes. And um, I worked for a firm where a partner, you know, I had seven partners and, and many partners filed their own taxes on the last possible day in October. Um, so it's not just regular people. It's actually everyone almost. And um, the, the trick is to acknowledge the fact that you dislike dealing with it, but try to uh, try to find a way to get it under control. And last year I went to this conference, it's a conference for accounting geeks. Um, and there was Ashton Kutcher and I tell this story quite often, but um, I didn't know that Ashton Kutcher was actually an investor, um, a pretty successful investor actually. And um, he, you know, he was asked um, on stage, he was asked what, like, what was the number one advice that he would give someone who was becoming an investor? And he said, well, listen, when I started out, I didn't know anything about any kind of ratios or returns or whatever. I knew nothing. I'm an actor. Um, and, but he said, I started asking a question about every single thing, every, about every number that I saw, every piece of paper. What does that mean? 
What does it give me? How is this helpful? And as he started asking these questions and his team was explaining them to him, he actually made sense of it. So now he's an extremely successful investor. He knows a lot about the return on investment and other uh, kind of indicators uh, of a good investment. And he invests in, in big companies. I believe he also invested in Facebook. I don't, I'm not sure, but it's the same thing. As, as soon as you kind of accept the fact that you have to deal with it, try to have some fun with it and just look at some reports or just look at project some numbers. And I mean, it sounds a little um, complicated, you know, projecting numbers, but what it really is in plain English is just take the three, first three months you think you're going to be in business, create a simple spreadsheet for every month. How much money do you think you're going to bring in and which expenses do you think you're going to have to pay? And then subtract the expenses from the income and see, are you making money that month? And do that for the next three months so that you know today what your cash balance is going to be at the end of three months. And if you see that that cash balance is negative, then you know you either have to borrow, which I don't support unless it's absolutely necessary, unless it's a part of the plan, um, or you have to see if you can bring in more income or reduce expenses. You can always tell whether or not you can afford something if you do that. It's easy to see. It's right there. So that's probably one of the most important things, the mindset of kind of turning to numbers and finding a way to make them work for you. I love that. I mean, some of us, we just love numbers. I'm sure you're in that ballpark too. You know, it's like, yeah. well, yeah, actually I love Excel spreadsheets. Drives my friends crazy because I think I think in Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> but that's a whole different story. Um, so tell us, uh, for people who would like to go deeper with you, how can they get in contact with you? So I just recently put out a little guide. It's about a five or six page guide. When, if you're starting out, if you're looking for direction, if you just maybe have an idea, if you're not even starting out, you have a business idea and you don't know whether it's going to work or not, and you don't want to make a mistake. You know, a lot of people never start businesses because they're afraid of losing money. Download that guide. It's on my webpage, talktotatiana.com. Download that guide and go through it. There are about seven points explained in plain English that you can use and kind of accelerate your progress. I mean, here's the thing. So after, let's say, going through it or after running some numbers for your business idea, you might abandon it, but at least it will give you a really clear direction so that next time you go through this process, you know exactly what to do. So um, our listeners can, can download it on my website and and they will receive an email from me every week. I send out weekly emails with some fun stories and interesting points. So that's how you get in touch and certainly follow on social media if you'd like. And again, that's talktotatiana.com. Tatiana being spelled T-A-T-I-A-N-A, -A -A, correct? That, yep, that's right. Perfect. Well, Tatiana, I really appreciate you spending some time here on the show with us today. Sure, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Don't you feel empowered now? I mean, don't you feel like you could just go out and grab your bottom line and tell it how it's going to start acting now? I hope in all of that, you really learn some skills, some tricks, some tips, some things that you can do that will help you feel empowered and powerful as you take a look at your money and make your money work for you rather than just being the slave that we all sometimes feel like we are to it. We're going to take another commercial break and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. In the first segment, we were talking about being the boss of your bottom line to look at your numbers and understand where there are gaps, holes, maybe even places where money is just falling out of your system so that you can really have a healthy bottom line in your business. Now, we want to talk about the other end, the income side of things. How can you make more money? Often there is opportunity to be able to make more money without really doing much more than you're already doing. I know that sounds interesting to you, and I'm so excited to be able to bring this guest to you so that we can talk about ways to have a healthy bottom line, ways to be the boss of your money by looking at what you're doing and finding ways to be even more empowered within the thing that you do so well in this world. Join me in welcoming Chris Kinney. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Oh, doing fantastic. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Oh, wow. Who I am? Well, I would say, I'm, well, first of all, I'm a husband. Uh, absolutely love being married. Um, entrepreneur. Been an entrepreneur for, oh my gosh, since 2008. So it's been 12 years. Um, very grateful in terms of what's taking place in my life, what's taking place in my business. We've got a really successful uh, consulting company. Um, how do I show up in the world? Um, I would say I show up really grateful. I show up, um, I show up to learn. Um, I view every situation I think in the world, I think I, I view things as wins or learns. So I'm not a person that has a, a, like a belief system that says there's really horrible outcomes in things because I'm, I'm a person that is consistently looking for lessons. If something's not going well or something hasn't gone well, I look for the lesson that's in it. And then I try to move to gratitude for the lesson and then move on to the next thing. So I think that kind of summarizes how I show up. Perfect. I love that. Gratitude is so important regardless of what you do. So tell us a little bit about your company and what you guys do uh, business-wise. Yeah. So business-wise, uh, what I've become known for is I help people in the coaching industry position, package, and sell high-ticket programs. So you know, I get hired by people that are in the industry of coaching and say they've got a product, they've got a service, a program, Maybe they're selling it for 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. They'd like to learn, you know, how do I position that differently? How do I package it differently? So maybe I can sell it for 5k, 10k, 15k, 25k, depending on the, the, the product or service. So, and, and the reason I, I got into that was back in around 2009, I was coached to massively raise my own rates as a coach. Uh, at that time, I think I was charging $399 a month and I was coached, believe it or not, to raise my rates to $2,500 a month. <laughs> and it triggered, you know, all my stuff, all my head trash about worthiness, about value. And um, it was that change that caused like the biggest, I think, breakthrough in my business. It was the biggest breakthrough in my life in terms of my own value, my own worthiness. So because that took place in my life, I decided to 
drive my whole entire coaching company around helping people do the same thing. So I'm curious, um, what is your monthly rate now? Oh, wow. I've got packages that range. I've got an online program that is 5K, and then I have private clients that pay me 75K, and the 75K is a rate for the year. Perfect. So $6,250 a month, (laughs) believe it or not. All right. So tell us what is the secret to go from I was just listening to somebody today that was trying to sell something that I would have sold for several thousand dollars for a hundred bucks. Um, so wow. what is the difference to go from selling low end packages to high end packages? Yeah, I think it, you know, it's probably not the answer that people think it might be. I think it, it, it comes down to ultimately be, being willing to take a radical leap of faith because the way that price increases typically happen is a person has to raise the rate first before they believe they're worth the rate and then they have to grow into the new rate it doesn't happen it doesn't happen vice versa it doesn't happen where the person goes oh my gosh you know i suddenly have decided i'm worth 5k a month and i'm just going to jump in and start charging 5k a month usually what happens is they'll get some mentoring Um, somebody else is believing in them. Somebody else is going, hey, you got this, you can do this, and educating them on their own value. Then they have to be willing to take that leap of faith before they believe that it's true. And then what happens is they quote the rate, clients continue to get results, they continue to get hired, and then they go, oh my gosh, I am worth 75K or I am worth 5K per month. I think what happens is a lot of people, they end up tied up in it because they're waiting to feel that they're worth the new rate. And that's just, that's not what happens. You you quote it first and then you grow into it. So where is the ditch on the other side of the road? Where is the, come on now, you don't just immediately start quoting $300,000. I mean, how does a person determine where the upper end of that is? Well, you know, I, I always tell people to look at the lifetime value. What's the lifetime value of the skill set that you're bringing for people? And you're right. You don't just say, hey, guess what? It's, it's 300 grand. You know, and we look at, you know, we'll look at the person's industry. We look at what is it that they're teaching? You know, what's the, what's the brand promise or the promise that the person's getting from the particular coaching? What's going to likely take place? So we don't just, you know, throw a random number out there. But I just think most people, when they're looking at themselves, when they're looking at their own, their own gift, they, they, they tend to undervalue it because it's something that they might do very well pretty naturally. Um, so they'll, they'll undervalue it. So we, we look at all of those different things uh, to determine, you know, where are we going to put this person or what do we think this person can actually grab onto. And some people will make the decision to raise their rate all in you know in one lump sum or they'll do it super quickly but i'd say more often than not it happens slowly and it happens over time so a person might come to me and they might have a you know a service that they're charging 500 a month for and then we'll creep it up to 750 800 and then maybe to 1200 or up to 1500 people are with me for a year so they tend to to, to progress a little bit slower and then some of the more dominant behavioral styles, people that are you know, really direct, really like really fast movers and want it now, we might make it increase a little bit quicker. But it really depends on the person, depends on the personality and depends on the product or service. That is so cool. So there has to be, and I love the kind of concept of leave the faith that you said, there has to be something between okay, this is the number we're going to go for and actually closing that first deal uh, with a lot of fear, I'm sure. What do you do to help a person capture that first client when it's, you know, like you said, you know, night and day difference price-wise? Yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, it's helping with confidence. And then a lot of what I end up teaching is high-end selling. So like, what's the difference in how you show up when you're selling something that's 500 500 a month versus 5,000 a month? And then it's learning the skill set 
of navigating a person through their, their head trash around money. Um, and it's learning how to do that as a coach. And when you learn how to do that as a coach, you can, you can do that when you're selling. But, you know, I always tell people it's going to be really, really hard for you to navigate someone else through their money head trash if you haven't navigated through your own money head trash. <laughs> so we do a lot of work around, you know, the guilt around acquisition of money. Um, somebody has money shame, for example. Maybe they grew up in an environment where they were taught that rich, rich people, quote unquote, rich people are dishonest or can't be trusted. Or So there's all that kind of stuff that goes on. But I think the number one thing is how do, you, how do you sell it? It's a different type of conversation. It's a different enrollment conversation that you have to have. You have to be really good navigating through head trash, really good at navigating price objection, really good at building trust um, in these conversations. Um, and kind of learning how to, uh, I always tell people, find the unseen problem. Because here, here's what happens when, when somebody sits down to a, a sales conversation, they have a seen problem and that's the problem that they know they have. So they're coming to you with this problem that they know they have and they wanna, they wanna get a solution to that problem. So most people, when they go in and they, they sell, they sell to that seen problem. They try to build urgency around that seen problem, so on and so forth. But what can happen is once a person has a problem and they've had it for a really long time, the person can develop ego attachment to the problem. The problem actually becomes part of, their, part of their sense of self. They're like, I have a problem. And as soon as I gets involved, as soon as you go, I have a problem, the ego is now attached to that problem. So when the solution to that problem shows up, the ego is going to be threatened by the solution. So that's oftentimes why people are getting a lot of objections is a person, they don't even know this is happening, but their, their ego is attached to the problem. So part of the skill set of selling a high ticket program is learning how to reveal a new problem in the sales conversation, a problem the person didn't know they had. You reveal something new, and when you reveal something new, because it's a new problem, there's no ego attachment to it. Then you build urgency around that problem, and it's that problem that they'll spend high ticket on. Mm, that's so good. So where do we then find these people? You know, you've been swimming around in a, in a swamp <laughs> of people that are, <laughs> you know, $100, $500 people. Um, and now you're going to go after $2,000, $5,000, $7,000 people. Um, especially when you start talking to your higher program where you're talking 6000 a month for a year. Where do we find these people? Yeah, you know, I, I've typically found them in other, um, other groups. So, I mean, obviously with the situation that we're all in with COVID and different things going on, I'm still finding clients in different Facebook groups. I go and I interact. I look for entrepreneurial groups. Um, I interact. I'm constantly asking or answering questions. I'm constantly, you know, bringing value to the table. And that's where I, you, you can find these people in other entrepreneurial groups. I've, um, I find some of them in groups that I'm group masterminds that I'm already in, you know, so some of those are paid masterminds, but I just think you can find them online and it, it's surprising. The other thing that surprises people here too, Steve, is some of the high ticket clients that they're looking for, they're already interacting with, but they're just not asking for the high ticket. They're, they're just not doing it. So some of them are already in their experience already. And that's what shocks people. They're like, what, the people that, I'm already, that are already in my experience? The answer is yes. And the, oftentimes the thing that determines whether or not a person gets you know, a high ticket program is gonna be their willingness to ask for it and their willingness to show up in a way that commands that higher fee. So it's two things. Number one, some of those people are already in their experience. And number two, be willing to go out, get into other groups where there's other entrepreneurs. You wanna be interacting in places where people are accustomed to investing in themselves. So that's why I say, if you go in and you invest in like a, a group mastermind, right? You invest in that, you're in this group now with a whole bunch of people that are accustomed to investing in themselves and in their business. And then you have to have a product, service, or program that's niched enough 
right? I'm niched in this one particular area. If you want to learn how to sell a high ticket program, you come over here. So if I'm in a, like a general business building mastermind, right? And somebody's in that mastermind and they go, wow, I'd really like to learn how to sell high ticket. They're going to contact me. They're, they're in my mastermind. They're already investing. They're accustomed to investing. And those are, it's another great place to find buyers. So give the listeners something tangible, regardless of where they're at in their growth to selling high ticket items. What's something that they could take action on right now today that would help them increase their rate? Yeah, when you're selling, stop trying to convince, right? So, and start asking better questions. So the people that can sell high ticket programs, the difference oftentimes is that is they're, they're, they're simply asking better questions. And I'll give, I'm gonna give, I'll give a really general script in terms of here's, here's four questions I ask on every sales conversation. First of all, what does the person want? Like what's their big goal? Number two, why do they want that? Why is that really, really important to them? Number three, why do they think they haven't hit that big goal already? And number four, what's at risk if they don't hit that big goal? So effective selling, effective enrollment is not about being convincing. It's not about um, being a better talker. It's about being a better listener. And it's about showing up in a way that's incredibly curious, where you're finding out and you're learning more about your potential client through asking the right questions. So people that are really powerful at enrollment, really powerful at closing, they're doing it with questions, not with, you know, the question I always get is, how do I communicate my value better? Stop trying to communicate your value. <laughs> Start asking questions so that people will convince themselves. A great question could be like, if you work with me for 12 months, what do you think would likely happen for your business? If you were to work with me for 12 months, what would likely happen for you and your business? And then they start telling you all the things that are likely to happen rather than you sitting there trying to tell them or trying to convince them as to what will take place. The thing here is that people never argue with what they said. So you wanna have them telling you why you're valuable, them telling you why they should buy. And when you're doing that, you've got a shot at closing some high ticket sales. Ooh, I love that. I'm, I'm definitely taking that line. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> so uh, tell people that are listening how they can go deeper with you, do more work with you. How can they contact yeah, you? Yeah, I've got a, the, the main place where people can get access to me is really it's on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group there. It's called Sales Mastery Inner Circle on Facebook. So hop into the search bar on Facebook, Sales Mastery Inner Circle. There'll be three very basic questions that you have to answer and then my VA will let you into the group and then every Thursday inside of that group I do a live show so I do live teaching every single week we do hot seats we do all kinds of stuff so that's a really a great place to find me sales mastery inner circle on Facebook or you can go to my website and I've got a free gift there and let me just give you the the URL for that free gift it's www.chriskennycoaching.com forward slash gift www.chriskennycoaching.com forward slash gift and the gift is my five step five step process for overcoming price objection it's a video series on how to overcome price objection because hey we've all been there haven't we <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And just so everybody knows, uh, Kenny is spelled K-E-N-N-E-Y. Uh, that is that correct. E is all important in there. <laughs> yes. You'll land on, who knows where you'll land. Actually, I should look. I should probably buy that URL. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today. Oh, I really appreciate being here. I really love uh, talking about this. So thanks for having me. I love that so much. It is so awesome to be able to see ways. Um, I love the concept of finding money where it's been sitting there just kind of going, pick me, pick me, pick me, um, and we've missed it. And a lot of times, you know, like the old saying goes, it's hard to read the label of the jar that you're in. Um, a lot of times we need somebody from an outside to be able to look at our, what we're doing and say, oh my goodness, 
if you just did this one little thing, look at all the money that's there. Um, it's really cool to be able to go through that type of a strategy session and come out empowered to be even more of who you are. And that's really the best part of the whole thing is, is that, see, as an entrepreneur, you do good things in the world. And then the money comes in for the stuff that you do. And then with that money, you turn around, I know you do, and you do more good in the world. A good person with more money just does more good. It's inherently who we are inside. And we love helping people out, right? So I just want to applaud and honor you for all of the things that you're going to do as you become a boss of your bottom line and you have more money both coming into your business as well as available on the outside of your business you know both sides of the conduit that you can then put back out into the world to do the incredibly amazing stuff that you do in this world to make the difference that only you can make I applaud you for that I thank you from and on behalf of the whole of the universe for you showing up in this world as you because and you heard me say it before you are uniquely brilliant you were created for a reason and a purpose and the world needs you that's right there's no accident in your being here. I said to somebody just today, I said to them, it's like, look, that last breath you just took, the fact that you're still alive, that means that there is still a point and a purpose for you. That you're not through yet, you're not done. There's a reason why you're here. Now, a lot of times it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes life is rough, I get that. I've been through some stuff myself, even just in this last year and two. But I can tell you that the privilege, the honor, and the opportunity of that next breath, of this moment, and maximizing while it's called today, is because you are so important, so needed, and so useful in this world. The thing that you do, the person that you are, the world needs. I encourage you to be the boss of your bottom line, to take control of your finances so that you can do the things that you're meant to do powerfully, to show up, to make a difference in this world, to just simply be you and to thrive in all of it as you do it in your life, in your business, with your family, with your friends, all of that kind of stuff. If you're going through some things right now, I'm so sorry for that. I want you to know that even in the darkest of nights, the dawn will rise. The truest sense of joy is knowing that this is temporary and that things will get better. It may not feel like it right now, but I promise you they will. We still have need of you. We're still so grateful for you and we thank you for you showing up and being you. I hope you know how wonderful you are. And until we're together again next time, I hope that you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You